Hello Spookies, Christina here. I just want to warn everyone that the topics discussed in this episode are a little heavy. Both stories include uh, very traumatizing deaths and uh, also suicide. So just uh, be wary of that when you're listening. If that's something that affects you, you know, feel free to skip this episode. Some events are so horrific, they leave traumatic scars that last a lifetime. These are the tales of Dekendama Falls and the Joema Building. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen, at your own risk. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of Spooky Tales. Today we are talking about haunted hotels and a haunted apartment building, right? Oh, I thought it was an apartment building, but it was someone's home at one time, like the area, but it's like a business building. Yeah, so we'll just uh, call it haunted buildings then. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but first, a listener story. And um, if you have a story you want us to share on the podcast, please email us at spookytales at gmail.com or DM us on any of our socials. We love hearing them and we love sharing them. Okay, so this person said, "My my paternal grandma died when I was 15. I was super close to her. She lived across from us and every morning before school, I went to her house and she gave me 30 cents, two five cent coins and two 10 cent coins. And then when I arrived from school, she always went to our house to ask me how my day was. The way the house was set up, I could see her coming through my side, not directly in view, just kind of passing by. I used to say, hola, mama, and she blessed me before even entering the house. She kept doing that after she died, but didn't enter the house. Just passed by and I would say hi to her. And I kept finding 30 cents in my pockets or random places around, especially during bad days. I would put my hands on my, in my pockets and find them there when I knew there was nothing there before. That is... It's so cute, right? It's it beautiful. is cute, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, like, it happened for a long time. Like, usually yeah. it just happens once, but it kept on reoccurring. I love that. Yes, me too. There's this other podcast I listen to, like religiously, it's called And That's Why We Drink. And during one of their listener stories, someone had a similar story that they said that their, it was a one-time thing, though, that their grandma used to have, like, used to give them, like, a nickel or something when they see or see her. And then, like, she was having, like, a really bad day, and she was running late or something, and she, like, opened her purse, and there was a nickel, and, like, she didn't have a nickel before this. Aw, that is so, so cute. Yeah, very I similar. love stories like this. Yeah, I love these. stories like these are my favorite. <laughs> I know, same. So, who's going first? Do you want to go first? Do I go first? What kind of question is that, Christina? <laughs> right, I'm going first. <laughs> okay, so um, so my place is called Hotel del Salto for short, but it's been renamed because it's a museum now. Mm-hmm. So it's located in Bogota, Colombia. No, wait, it's not located in Bogota. 
but the river, I think there's a river with that name that like runs through there. Anyway, so let me just get on with this. So in 1923, architect Carlos Arturo Tapias built a mansion that would later be known as Casa Museo Salto de Tequendama. <laughs> oh, that and is the name. Is, yes, this is the current name because it's a museum. So for, for sure, Hotel del Salto or Tequendama Falls Hotel in English. It's located in San Antonio del Tequendama, Colombia. And Tequendama Falls, the waterfall, is across from the hotel in plain view. It's really, it looks really pretty. Oh, it sounds beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I will post pictures. In 1928, it became a hotel. So from 1923 to 1928, it was that guy's mansion. And then in 1928, it became a hotel and it remained a hotel for six decades. And then in the 1990s, it became abandoned. Um, and it was mostly due to contamination and pollution from the river. Sadly, the, the water has become very polluted. Thanks, capitalism. Per usual. <laughs> yes. And then in 2013, the hotel was renovated and opened as a museum. The location of the hotel itself is beautiful. It's facing the Tequendama waterfall, and the waterfall is breathtaking. It's about 123 meters tall, or 403 feet for us Americans. <laughs> <laughs> The creation of the fall itself, it's like a place of salvation. So the people, the indigenous people of this area, the Muisca people, mm -hmm. they believe that the waterfall was formed by the gods who created the patch that would become the waterfall in order to save them all from a flood. Hmm. Yes, and it's a, it's a lot longer than that, but that's the very, very short version. <laughs> Sadly, with most beautiful places in Latin America, there's a dark past. Sometimes, most of the time, due to colonization, that is the case here. So, according to legend, the Muisca people would jump from the top of the waterfall in order to avoid capture by the Spanish colonizers. Oh, no. Yes. They believe that during their fall, they would transform into eagles and fly their way to freedom. And this was better than capture by the Spanish and being forced into a life of enslavement. That's so sad. I know. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of our zombie episode with the Haitian yeah. zombie folklore. And it's it's very common. The story that it was on one of my recommended, my um, spooky recommendations. But I re remember I went over the Dark 30 book. Yes. And they have um, American enslaved people had a similar uh, legend to this where they would fall from this area and turn into birds. And yeah, and that chapter made me cry so bad. It was. Mm. Yeah, terrible. But and because of this reason, people believe it to be cursed or haunted because of all the the indigenous people that that did this. I was listening. To, I don't know if they made this story up. I was listening to this podcast called Haunted Places. They did an episode. It's called Hotel del Salto. It's from 2018. And they go into this whole like longest narrative about like how this tribe warned or this other person from another tribe warned the Muisca people about some unknown monster coming and they're killing people and it ends up being the Spanish, right? And so the Spanish want to be taken to El Dorado, the road of El Dorado, and they tell oh, them wow. that it's at the waterfall and then they all jump together. And I, I don't know if that story is true. It was an entertaining story, but I just don't, I can't find 
that story anywhere on the internet aside from this episode. So speaking of El Dorado, I think we should cover that legend because I feel like I do because fuck the movie. <laughs> yeah, and not to not to mention, I feel like there's a lot of um, it's become like so popular that so many people have changed the original legend. Yeah, no, let's totally do it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I personally don't believe it exists. They did. They thought it existed, yeah, and they so did. many people paid the consequences of yeah, yeah, were of murdered this stupid by them. legend that. Mm-hmm. But that's what how they told this story that the Spanish were looking for this, and then the Muisca people said it's here at this waterfall, and then one of them like punched the Spanish, and they're like, "There is no El Dorado," and then they all jumped down to freedom rather than be captured by the Spanish. I mean, mm-hmm. who wouldn't pick? That's not even a life that you get to live. That exactly. is hell on earth. It is. Yeah, they. I mean, we've we've talked about it. How? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look. Anyway, and then, you know, after that, like, over the past century, suicides, it was said, suicides occurred daily at Tekendama Falls. I actually ran into two pictures that I'll be posting, where they're not pictures of the suicide. It's just people left, like, notes before they jumped down the the waterfall. And I'll be sharing those stories. So, yeah, over the past century, it was said that suicides were happening daily at the waterfall, not the hotel. Oh, they even placed the statue of La Virgen and they call it La Virgen de los Suicidas and kind of mm-hmm. just there to like, I don't know, take care of the people that have done this, right? And so mm-hmm. one of them, his name was, this was happened in 1932, Alberto Campos left a letter for his dad. So I'm going to read it in Spanish and then in English. Okay, yes, uh, trigger warning because I'm going to be sharing their notes. So... This person, Alberto Campos, uh, said, No culpen a nadie de mi muerte ni digan otra cosa de la siguiente. Estaba satisfecho de la vida y no quería vivir más. A mi padre tenga valor para no demostrar su pena. A mi amor, te quise y muero con el deseo que, de que no sufras demasiado. A mi hermano, mucho juicio de ahora en adelante. That's one, just one of the many, right? And then another mm-hmm. one, uh, María Prieto. She... Uh, did this at 18. Wow. Yeah, very sad. And her note only said, Por la ingratitud de mi novio, me confundo en la profundidad del misterioso salto del Tequendama. Maria. I forgot to translate the first one. Where's my brain today? Alberto Campos, he wrote, Don't blame anyone for my death and don't say any anything related to that, I guess. I don't I was satisfied with life and I just didn't want to live anymore. Father, have or be brave. What is valor? Tenga valor. Mm-hmm. Have valor, yeah. And then what about supena? No demostrar su pena. Uh, do not show your um, embarrassment because. Oh, okay, okay. Suicide. It's stigmatized. In Latin America, it's still everywhere, very, not just Latin America. Yeah, but especially with um, Catholic. And Christian-based religions, because it's a sin, and it's like if it's like one of those things where people are like, you shouldn't talk about it, and it's like this huge thing, and it's even worse in you know Latin America. I feel yes, it's like you don't speak about it, you don't, and if someone you know, especially your child, does it, it's like shameful, which is ridiculous. But this very stupid notion, and and way of thinking is still around Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
Um, so yeah, so he says, and for my father, be brave and don't show your embarrassment. And for my love, okay. I, I loved you and I die with the wish that you will not suffer anymore. And my brother, mucho juicio, a lot of judgment forward, moving forward. I don't understand that. I feel like he meant like a lot of strength, maybe, maybe. or a lot of wisdom going forward. Like maybe judge your actions accurately. I yeah, don't know. That's, that's how he interpreted correctly than what I said. Yeah. And then for Maria Prieto, she's her all she says is for the ingratitude of my boyfriend. I confound myself to the oh fuck, what's profundidad? Uh, <laughs> profound, depth. Oh, depth. Okay, yeah. Pro- pro- profound depth. Depth. depth yes can't even talk i mean people know people understand (laughs) okay so for the ingratitude of my boyfriend i confound myself to the profound depth of the mysterious tekendama falls maria Mm -hmm. and those are just two that happened you know because they they apparently used to like show this in the newspaper called el tiempo the hell their notes yeah of everyone who did this um, which is weird to me but okay i guess they didn't hide it I guess not, but it's also very, like, intrusive, I feel. I don't know. Yeah, like, right? It's weird. Tacky. Yeah. To report on it. It's strange. I don't know. So back to Tekendama Falls and the hotel. Because of all the death in the Tekendama Falls, the hotel is said to be haunted. It's said that people that go there feel like an urge to jump off the hotel and i read one thing that said it's impossible to like jump off the balconies of the hotel and die but there's mm-hmm. like a lot of reports that this happened so i don't know and and because this this source was like it's not haunted there's no ghosts here there was no suicides um so i don't know take all I, as with most ghost stories you know take them with a grain of salt i guess but mm-hmm. um so many many have reported feeling an, an urge to jump from the hotel mm-hmm. or something luring them to like get them to do it like a voice saying jump Ew. jump or push someone off and j- join us in the river or the lake down here what the hell yes <laughs> wild yeah and then um others have reported hearing screams at all hours uh during the day and night there's a few ghosts there to haunt this hotel at the top floor, it's said that there's uh the spirit of a muisca woman and she's said to be peaceful and benevolent and I would expect nothing else, to be honest. Mm-hmm. In the floor below that, the spirit there's a spirit of a man who died by suicide and has been seen in the balcony. When the museum was a hotel, it was said that he jumped from that very balcony into the waters wow. below. And um, those have, that have stayed in that specific room felt the urge to head towards the balcony themselves. Wow. Yes. On the, and I don't know what the main floor of the museum is because one thing said the main floor, this, and then the next one said on the first floor. So I guess the first floor is not the main floor is what it seems like. Oh, yeah. Because usually I – oh, God, I can't remember. But like in – I know in European countries, the like the, the bottom floor, like the floor that you enter a building mm-hmm. is like – I don't know what it's called, but it's not considered the first floor. Oh, the first okay. floor is whatever. I, I'm I'm guessing it's. I'm assuming it's the same thing Interesting. here. But I always found that weird. Yeah, that like, must that must be what's going on here. Um, yeah. So on the main floor of the now museum, 
then hotel at some point restaurant, which I forgot to mention. There was once a bar and countless bar fights led to many deaths. And so here it is said that the ghosts of those that were killed during bar fights are still seen. And they're like super rowdy, you know? (laughs) Of course. Yes, I expect (laughs) nothing else of someone who died in a bar fight. They're apparently known to push staff and guests and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my they're, god they're, they um continue their bar fights i mean it's it's like i <laughs> I, I don't like that waiter i'm just gonna push him yeah. and start a bar fight as a ghost <laughs> be there oh be square <laughs> so on the first floor of the museum it's said that there's a spirit that is truly feared it appears as a shadow so it's said that two men, the two men that built the hotel in the 1920s, not the hotel, that was the mansion. So they turned the people that turned the mansion into a hotel in the 1930s, my bad. Mm-hmm. So they were driven to insanity and were sent to an asylum. One of those men died by suicide. But soon after, the other one returned to the hotel, claiming that he was fine. He had been cured. But that very night, back in the hotel, he slit his own throat in the bal- on the balcony. <gasps> and this shadow person people see is a headless shadow person. So oh, that's shit. why they believe it's this person. And he's said to be evil. There's another headless ghost seen in the hotel and at the waterfall. And this is the ghost of a nun. So there was two versions of this. One version said, and it was like, I guess, like maybe a more modern version. This said that she Mm -hmm. was driving near the falls and lost control of her vehicle and plunged down. um, And during the accident, lost her head. And so that's why she's a headless nun. An older version of the legend said that she died after her chivo. Is that a goat? Yeah. Okay, Chivo is like a kid, oh, like a kid goat. Okay, why the hell would you be writing? And a Cabra kid goat? is like that. So Chivo is like a kid goat, and Cabra is the goat. Okay, goat, the adult goat. I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> In an older version of this, um, she was, I guess, maybe walking with her Chivo. I don't know. And it slipped, <laughs> and they both tumbled down the waterfall, and she lost her head during this fall. And so she's oh. seen at both the waterfall and the hotel. And there's actually a man named Francisco Guacaneme, and he had an encounter with the ghost nun when the museum was still a hotel. Francisco was sleeping when he began hearing strange noises. He tried to ignore them and continue sleeping, but that became difficult because then his dogs started barking. There was nothing there, but they barked and barked until there was sudden silence. And then Francisco was like, okay, well, maybe now I can sleep. But in the silence, he heard someone calling his name. Francisco quickly got up, turned the light on, looked around, but he saw nothing. He decided to look outside of his room. And when he opened the door, he saw a nun walking away. She made a turn, disappeared into the night, and he never saw her again. That is creepy. Yes. So a bunch of ghosts here and then the luring of making you want to jump off like and join the people down in the water that is insane right the the ick factor the ugh, is the fact that she's a nun because a- anytime it's like a religious person i'm like no. yeah that that <laughs> one and the shadow person um me yeah the, most. the shadow person i personally like like when i found stories about this place people really focused on like the muisca part on people of it and how they're mm-hmm. like luring people down there to join them because they all died i don't like that part of it because there's so many stories that like 
oh, this place is cursed because indigenous people were killed. And it's like, I'm, let them rest in peace. You already destroyed their lands. Murder them all. Like, why do they have to be vengeful It's probably spirits? the Spanish ghost. I know, right? Like, let's be yeah. real. Yeah. Like, so I'm not a fan. They were genocidal maniacs yeah. in life. They're probably going to be yeah, <laughs> genocidal right? maniacs in death. In yeah. Death. So I like to believe that the Muisca people did indeed find serenity and peace instead of being enslaved. Because just because they died, like, just because they died by suicide does not mean they're going to hell. I don't, I don't. I mean, you know, I'm not like Catholic, so <laughs> I don't give a shit if it's a sin. I also don't believe, uh, I don't believe that. And as someone who is a, I wouldn't say religious, religious, but like spiritual, maybe mm-hmm. when it comes to this, I think half of the shit where it's like, that's a sin is total bullshit. All right. My story takes in Brazil in, in uh, Sao Paulo. I think I, I said yeah. it right. Sao Paulo. And the... Jolema Building, which is an office building, it stands 25 stories high. The These events from February 1st, 1974 still haunt this place. Wow. At around 8.50 in the morning on the 12th floor, an air conditioner short circuit started a small fire. This small fire soon spread through the entire building within 29 minutes. The building materials and furniture were extremely flammable and aided in the spreading of the fire. 800 people in total were inside this building when this fire erupted. When the fire department arrived, which, by the way, from the point that the building was already engulfed took like 30 minutes. And then once people figured out, they had to call the fire department and took another 20 minutes for them to get there. So they soon realized that their ladder only reached the 15th floor. Wow. So there was 10 so, floors left. Yes. Everyone else above the 15th floor was trapped with no way out. Oh, no. 179 people died that day. Many jumped to their death in panic or simply because that was a better way to die than to feel the pain of burning alive. After the fire was put out, the fire department found 13 bodies in one of the elevators. Those trapped in the elevators were so burned that these bodies still remain unidentified. Unidentified, like to this day, oh, wow. they're unidentified. I can't see it. To this day, yes, they were unidentified. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Those thirteen are now buried in the Sao Sao Paulo Cemetery. Jesus, <laughs> Sao Paulo Cemetery. Yes, <laughs> yes, they're. <laughs> I cannot. Oh, my God. The epic fumbles. (laughs) In the cemetery, people regularly hear screams, voices, and moans of agony coming from the unidentified graves. At night, people kept on hearing screaming, moaning, and crying. These screams were only heard in gravesite where these 13 unidentified bodies were buried. Luis Nunez, desperate to stop the screaming, did the only thing he could think of. He poured water over the graves. To his amazement, the screams lessened. Wow. Now people who visit the site leave bottles of water. Oh, okay. That's nice. I mean, like That's, they're, yeah. they're it's, it's doing kinda... a good thing for these people that are still suffering. Yeah, it's that's very sad. Very, very yeah. sad. Now, uh, there was a woman named Su- Sueli Versignasi who was 20 years old at the time, and described what it was like to be trapped in the upper floors. We went through the unimaginable, from trying to shrink 
to hide from the flames as they licked the ceiling, to using dead bodies to protect us from the oh fire. Oh my god, that is it was Dante's hell. So traumatizing. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like you literally oh my god, I can't even imagine. I cannot. And the third and the 13 men and women desperate to escape tried to get to the elevators, which were still working at the time. They huddled together, but the temperature in the elevator was almost unbearable and it was fill filled with smoke. As they went down the elevator, the elevator got stuck. And then they stopped and realized that no one was coming for them. They huddled together and awaited their fate. Oh my god. So, basically this elevator became an oven. Because these are the same 13 men and women whose bodies were unidentified. Mm -hmm. Because they were so badly burnt and stuff. So they were trapped in this like smoker type oven thing it was horrifying though the investigation found it was due to the short circuit of the air conditioning system the building is still surrounded with legends tied to to its history now according to legend this takes place in 1948 the Jalema building was constructed on the same plot of land as the home of paulo ferreira de camargo a chemistry professor. His home was modest. His mother had cancer, and his sister had his sisters had epilepsy and schizophrenia. Did I say that right? Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah. He frequented the hospital a lot. Through his many visits to the hospital, he fell in love with a with a nurse named Isaltina Dos Amaros. His family, however, disapproved of this. Her reputation was not great, mostly due to the fact that she lost her virginity before oh, marriage. Oh, wow. Big deal. <laughs> BFD. Uh, <clears throat> I know. Like, seriously? Oh, my God. But anyways, I hate mm. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself on this. Uh, his family did everything in their power to separate them, and this put Paolo in a dark place. One day, Paolo snapped and killed his family. He buried the woman in a well he had recently built in his backyard. Oh. The police came to investigate the disappearances, but he took his life before confessing to the to the crimes. It is now believed that the Jolma building is haunted not only by those who died in the tragic 1974 fire, but also by Paolo and his family. Oh, wow, okay. So people hear, like, screams in the area and... Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's still up. Like, this is a legit building, for, as far as I know, that's still working as a business today. Wow, okay. And there are people who, like, you know, there's still 25 floors. There's people who are, like, who literally walking in the same space that all these people died. You know, so many men and women died in a horrible, horrible way. Yeah. I never heard of Me this. Neither. And I saw it and I was like, that's insane. Yeah. That is. Almost movie-like. And I really hope, maybe, hopefully, I don't know. I don't even know if this is possible, but if they're able ever to um, genetically test the bodies. I don't I don't even know if there would be any DNA still viable. I, yeah. To, I have no um, idea. I mean. To do that. But when did this happen? In 1974. Oh, it's not that long ago, but I mean, I feel like the fire would just destroy everything. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how like they, they found their bodies. Like it doesn't go besides them being to the point that they're unrecognizable, and you know there was no way to identify them. I don't know how this would work. I know DNA um, starts breaking down the moment like 
you know, within seconds of someone's someone dying because, you know, the cells start dying almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So it starts, you know, breaking down. So I don't, I don't even know. And I'm pretty sure it would maybe be worse if, you know, your body was charred or exactly cooked or baked, yeah. whatever the hell happened to charred, them. Charred for sure. Like being trapped in there. Yeah. It was like an oven. So yeah. I don't know. Wow. A lot of death in this That episode. is so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are sorry. <laughs> but if any of our listeners ever decide to visit this place, these places, you know, please be respectful and also let us know if you have any experiences. Yeah, I will I'm add Tekendama Falls. It's, it's It looks gorgeous, but because of the polluted waters, there's a weird scent. There's like a really strong smell. Yeah. So, you know, be warned. But um, but yeah, the museum is there and the falls looks it looks really pretty. If I ever went to Colombia, I would for sure go there. Where 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 does this take place near the um what city? Again? The, San Antonio the, de Tequendama, something like that. Tequendama. I'm like having like every time you say I'm like, I can't I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, so San Antonio del Tequendama, Saocha, Cundinamarca, Colombia. Oh, that's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> so it's on the Bogota River. Oh, okay. And it should be th- like if any of our listeners um, or us in general, it shouldn't be that hard to find or get to. No. Because I know there's some places where it's like you got to take like a you know, airplane yeah, this here is, or there. This is like 20, like 20 miles or 20 miles away from Bogota. Oh, that's super Yeah, and then. then I think it's, like, it's accessible by train. Something like that is what I was reading. Oh, it's easy to get to then. Yeah. I am going to look this place up because the way you said that it is beautiful. I want to see. Yeah, it, uh, and I'll be posting pictures, not just of the creepy looking hotel, but the beautiful looking falls and then the body of water down there, the lake that formed there, they, um, it has mm-hmm. now earned the nickname, the lake of death or something. It has like almost like a, like a castle like type thing. Like it's, uh-huh. it looks like a mansion, but it like, yeah. wow. Wow. I'm looking at it like, um, you know, I like an aerial view from, I it. wouldn't even be scared of like being lured to jump off. I wouldn't be scared of like fucking tripping and falling to my death. <laughs> That'd be me. Yep. <laughs> With my luck, it's like, no. There, there she goes. She lived a happy life. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that'd be me. Um, but is that all you had on your place? Yes, that is all I had on my place. I'll be sending you pictures of the thing. It's It just looks like a regular skyscraper building, like almost like cookie cutter type. Okay. But the history is so sad, so horrifying, and... I still can't believe that they were like, hmm, let's just, the, the fire, let's just, you know, rebuild it or right? whatever. Yeah. And continue having it as a thing. I'm like, is that even safe? Well, clearly it is. I guess, you know, like, yeah. Like, how, how many when, years later? When like, would still have to wonder. 40 years later. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> I, I would have my doubts, personally. <laughs> I know, I would too. Um, Let's see. On to spooky recommendations. I have mine ready. If you don't have yours, I'll go first. I do not have mine. Yeah, okay, so yeah, I'll go first. And if you don't have one at all, I can throw in another one. <laughs> anyway, so mine, I finally finished The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. And man, was it good. 
I definitely recommend it, but only if you enjoy slow burner, not like horrifying jump scares or gory. It's like it was like an elegant, slow telling of a scary story. Like I have never felt so fancy while being scared at the same time. (laughs) Everybody on that show is like so ridiculously good looking. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like and it's also like it's it's not terrifying. It is scary, not terrifying, but it's also like a really sad la- love story at the same time. It's so good. I, mm-hmm. I definitely recommend it. I'm also a huge fan of the that director. He's the same guy who did Midnight Mass. Um, and so he, he oh. does like a slow burn um, type of show. Yeah, it's not fast. I, I, you know, I enjoy those. I enjoy those a lot because I feel like the plot has time to develop. Yeah. Um, and that's what, what also sucks because I am not into what clearly after Netflix keeps on canceling all the shit I'm into. Um, <laughs> I am not, I, I have come to learn that my tastes and things are not the majority of people's. Um, I like a lot of character development. Yes. Give me character development, mm-hmm. which is not, you don't see it very often anymore. Yeah. It's like everything's fast paced. Um, yeah, I I have only gotten halfway through that the show you're talking about. Jesus, I have not watched anything spooky lately. I'm trying to think. I am trying to think. The last thing I read was um, Goosebumps. <laughs> nice. Can I re- recommend that? Yes, you can. There's no rules <laughs> the, here. the Goosebumps series. I am reading it as an adult, and I forgot how much I love them. Um, I I, buy them for I my have son, reread so. them all with my stepson, and yeah, they're so fun. They're so fun, and it like it's like oh, it brings back memories. And if you're an adult, and if you grew up on these books, I suggest rereading them again. However, I will complain that they did revamp a lot of the covers. Yeah. I was really upset because I was like, wait, what? These aren't the covers that I grew up with. And they're good, but yeah. The classics are the classics. The the pipeline to um the pipeline from Goosebumps Loving Kid to a spooky loving adult, it's real. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you liked Goosebumps as a kid, you're 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 like into all kinds of spooky shit now. And reread them, you guys. It really like brings back so many good memories and they're fun. And if you have a child, read it to them or read with them. Super fun. Great bonding. Yeah. This brings us to the end of the episode. If you are on vacation at a hotel and something is luring you to jump off a balcony, don't do it. <laughs> it's a ghost. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> uh, stay a spooky and we'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Shout out to our spookies supporting us on Patreon. Martin, Mariela, Cleo, René, Yamaris, Iris, Ghost Train, and Martown Charity. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world to us. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ. Edited and produced by Christina. If you're looking for extra ways to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Tales. And you can also check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and more. Go to spookytales.com slash support. But of course, you have our eternal gratitude for just listening. Stay spooky!